This is the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, welcome along. It's the Sacker Cricket Show, another edition on SEN SA 1629. My name's Travis Wakeling, and we're coming to you today from Studio Lumo at number one, King William Street, Adelaide. We're excited for a cracker of a show today. And sitting across from me is someone else who I reckon is in a pretty good mood and very excited to be back on the show and and in some winning form for the Strikers. Welcome, Jason Dizzy Gillespie. Thank you, Travis, for having me. Yeah, very exciting times at the moment. Uh, Qualified for... Uh, for finals uh, with the Big Bash. So, yeah, exciting times. Absolutely. And uh, we've got a massive show today, so we'll get straight rolling into it. We've got Lloyd Pope coming on, your your new your Beautiful. new recruit who's been around the system for a, oh. for a little while, but um, back on the big stage and absolutely firing. Uh, we've got Eliza Doddridge from the Kensington Cricket Club as well talk, to talk to us about her great form in Premier Cricket and recent 100. Um, and then we've got a night watchman on the show, as we always do. One of the more underrated uh, cricket careers, someone who could actually really hold the stick as well, but had a very, very good test career for Australia with the ball as well. So um, can't wait to hear from our night watchman later in the show. So jumping straight in, strikers off the top, mate, yep. four in a row, winning form. Tell us about it. What's changed? Uh, look, we, we certainly we, we hit a pretty low point playing in Perth. Uh, against the Scorchers, end up being bottom of the table. We we just weren't playing well, um, particularly with the ball. We just found we, we weren't getting things right, um, both execution and tactically. So we just felt we needed to that that was probably the tipping point, and we needed to to make serious change. And 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 we did that. We um, we changed tactically and how we went about it. We would take pace off the ball, and we obviously mentioned uh, Lloyd Pope, um, brought him in as a local replacement player. We went with the slower bowling, we bowled more overs of spin. Um, obviously, our batting has been excellent, led by our captain, Matt Short, up top. He's been phenomenal. Chris Lynn's been brilliant. Yeah. Jake Weatherall's come into the side as a replacement for Lynn and done well. Uh, other guys, Adam Hose, Jamie Overton, Thomas Kelly at times have, have done a role as well with the bat at, at various times. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think our overseas players have, have done a role as well. Um, you know, and certainly um, David Payne has, has had periods where he's done really well. Jamie Overton, Adam Hose, as I mentioned. Um, and I think it's been a, a real team effort. Yes, there's been some big individual contributions, probably no more so than Matt Short with over 500 runs from nine knocks. Unbelievable. He, he's been phenomenal. And he, he's learning and evolving as a captain as well, Trav, which, is, which has been brilliant. He, he's been acknowledged that at times he may not have got things right, but also, as, as we've said to him, is that there have been times when... on on the bench, we've we've thought, oh, is that the right tactic here? And it's and it's worked brilliantly. So, you know, sometimes you have to, as a captain, go with your gut. We have a bit of a, a plan, a structure of how we match up with our bowling and who bowls where. But there's a bit of flexibility there based on on how the game's evolving, the captain's gut feel, um, and and yeah, I think Matt, as a new captain and a young captain, he's he's learning. Um, learning when to employ his bowls at, at certain times. And, and he's he's coming along nicely. He's getting the fields right. Um, he's evolving really nicely as a captain. Yeah, you can genuinely see him learning as the season goes on, which is which is outstanding. And uh, and we're sort of peaking at the right time. So let's hope. Let's keep it rolling, hey? Elimination finals all the way to the end. Yep, absolutely. We'll see where we're going. We're, looks like we're either going to Perth or Sydney. So 
Either way, we know the equation is very simple. We have to win. Yep. And, yeah, we're very excited about it. Absolutely. And there's another significant game of cricket on in Adelaide this week. <laughs> there is. Which we are very, very excited about. Uh, we've got our test match starting tomorrow, uh, Australia versus the West Indies. Uh, day test, which we haven't mm. had a day test here for a few years. But um, some changes to the Australian team. Obviously, we've got Smith opening, opening the batting. You called it a few weeks ago uh, on this show that you felt like the, the noise coming out of the selectors was that Cam Green, they wanted him back in the, in the in squad, the side, that's right. uh, in, this, in the side. And so he so he's managed to squeeze in at number four and, and yeah. Smith goes up to the top. So thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting because speaking to Alex Carey uh, last week, and this was before it was announced that Steve Smith was going to be opening the batting, he said it was interesting to note that in, in Melbourne and Sydney during the test matches against Pakistan, at training every time, every time Cameron Green went to bat in the nets, the coaches threw the bowlers brand new cricket balls. So some of the lads were thinking, oh, maybe Cam is going to bat at the top. Mm-hmm. But um, but then obviously when all the noise about Steve Smith coming out and saying he'd be open to doing it, it was clear that they wanted Cameron Green as our reference. They want Cameron Green in that team. And I think George Bailey's comments were really uh, pointed. He said, we believe we've selected the best six batters in our in our country, uh, it's just finding the right spots for them. And we've heard Andrew McDonald talk about flexibility and that uh, that there's in the last thirty years only fifty percent of openers have actually been out and out openers. Yeah. Um, so I, I think all the noise coming out of the Australian team probably suggested this was the way they were going to go. Yeah, and interesting to hear Cameron Green actually mentioned in the media yesterday that he thought he was going to be opening the batting as well. <laughs> so um, a bit of a, a bit of a change there. But uh, you know when the when the when one of our best of all time says that he wants to open the batting, I reckon uh, I reckon you listen and let him and let him do it. So uh, that's uh, really going to be going to be fun to for fun to watch. Now this leads me to our wild predictions. Yes. Uh, so I've got a wild prediction. Right. What is it? That Steve Smith will turn up both innings. Wow. At the Adelaide Test. It's a raucous uh, prediction. Yeah, it's it's raucous, <laughs> but it could pay off big time if he and people will think I'm a genius yeah. if it, if yeah. it comes off. But Steve Smith tons both innings. What about what about you, dears? Yeah. What's something uh, something you reckon? might happen that maybe others wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are thinking this West Indies side with a lot of deputants could be up to seven or eight um, is going to be a an easy game, a bit of a pushover for Australia. I don't think that. I think this game's going to go a lot deeper, could go four or five days. This is going to be a, a good hard-fought test match, I think. The West Indies players, there was a lot of fight in them. Speaking to Carl Hooper, uh, who's with the Strikers as, as batting coach, he talks a lot about this this team. Yes, they're inexperienced. Um, they don't have a lot of lot of first class uh, now, or so whatever. But they do have a lot of fight, and they their passion and they care, and that they've got some talent. So. I think this game's going to go a bit longer than people think. Speaking of the West Indies as well, I've been I've been doing my scouting on right. the Indies, and I've got a, a West Indies player to watch, yep. uh, player of the series. I not wow. necessarily the player of the series, right. but the West Indies player of the series, mm. Justin Graves. Keep an eye out for him. Okay. All, all rounder yep. hits a big ball, uh, bowls nicely as well. He's got a really good bowling record at first class level. Yep. Um, made some runs against the CA eleven the other day in their practice match, and uh, I was. I was watching some of his footage last night and I thought this this guy's got some some serious talent. So Justin Graves is is one to watch for me. What about what about you? Who do you think the West Indies player to player to watch for the series is going to be? I can't go past Craig Brathwaite, I think. You know, he's going to have the hardest job of all the West Indies uh batsmen uh by going into bat against, you know, what we know is some of the greatest fast bowlers that have ever played and ever put on a baggy green. It's going to be hard work for him, but I, I think he's, he's got a lot of 
a lot of skill, a lot of talent, a lot of character. He's got a bit of experience now. Uh, I, I think he's the, he's the one to watch. And he had a good innings when they were here last year as well and mm. played well for the West Indies. So uh, I'm excited for this series. So really looking forward to the test match kicking off tomorrow. Um, but with that in mind, we're just going to jump straight back into the strikers because that's what, we, that's what we're uh, really, really extra excited about at the moment. So after this break, we're going to have... Lloyd Pope on the show, who's in incredible form, a uh, one of one of your disciples. So, looking forward to hearing from Lloyd after the break. You're listening to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the Strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, you're listening to the Sackett Cricket Show on SEN 1629 SA. It's great to have you with us today. Travis Wakeling and Jason Gillespie with you, of course. Our next guest, very excited to have him on. Diz, I feel like you should take this intro because uh, <laughs> it's someone that you're pretty close to. Yeah, we've got uh, young fella Lloyd Pope on the line. Lloyd, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, congrats on your, on your form, mate, for the Strikers. Um, I'm just interested. Uh, how'd your call up come about? Um, <laughs> I actually talked to you, funnily enough. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, we were watch- I was watching the um, the New Year's Eve game just in the stands as a, as a spectator, and um, I went to the staff and friends sort of party at the end to watch the fireworks after the game, and I saw Diz come out of the uh, change rooms and he sort of mentioned to me, he's like, oh well just make sure you don't sign with anyone else who want to have a chat to you, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then a couple of days later, I was in the squad and then found out I was playing the day of and straight in. Yeah. Well that's, uh, that's a cool story, mate. And uh, did I hear a little birdie tell me that you were maybe bowling to the stars and there could have potentially been something happening in that space? Oh, yeah. Um, I just love cricket, mate. So I'm just trying to bowl all the time. Um, so... Clint Mackay asked me if I was around and um, wanted to bowl to the Stars before they played, so I said yes. I'm just always keen to bowl to people. I mean, you look at their lineup with the likes of Maxwell and Stoinis and stuff, and they're just like top cricketers. Like, there's no, um, there's no way around that. So I just always want to bowl to the best, and um, they just gave me that opportunity. But I'm glad I did because. Um, I got some good T20 um, experience from that. And you played at the Sixers. You obviously had a couple of seasons there, played really well. Um, that would have been a great experience. But then you, <clears throat> you've obviously come over, you play for the, our local side, the Redbacks, and you know, to play in front of your, your, home, your home state, your home crowd, um, and have your cap presented by your good mate, Wes. How special was that moment for you? Oh, that was great. That was one of the best career moments ever. Um, I've said it so many times, like the Adelaide Oval is my favourite place to play. It's absolutely awesome. It's a great spectacle and the fans are always awesome there. And um, yeah, where did you give me my cap? That was that was pretty special. Um, I've had a few cap presentations and some of them been really good. Some of them been just like quick ones and whatever. But yeah, it was really nice to have your best mate give you a hat. And he got a bit emotional, didn't he, Wesley? He did, he did. I, I don't know, I, I don't get super emotional with those types of things, but, yeah, he did the big fellow, and um, that was a little bit surprising, but obviously it means a lot to him and means a lot to me as well, which is really nice. Like, I think um, we've played a lot of cricket together and we've gone through the highs and lows of both of our careers, so it's nice that it sort of went, came to that moment just for a little personal thing for me. Yeah, and, and look, Lloyd, it was certainly a special moment, not just for you and Wes, but for all of us that were there. It was, uh, we could tell it, it meant a lot to you. It meant a lot to Wes. It was absolutely brilliant, mate. Um, quick one, how are you finding bowling in tandem with Cameron Boyce? You, you're, both, you're both quite different leg spinners, aren't you? Yeah, we're both 
I was going to say that, yeah, he, he um, fielding it sort of like fine league to him, I'm watching him bowl and he's he's tossing his hand grenades up there at 70 k's an hour and I'm just amazed at how he can do that because he's so effective. He gets two for 20 every game off his four overs. Um, just talking to him about it, I go, why, like, how do you bowl so slow and why do you do that, whatever? And he goes, well, just a point of, point of difference, you know? And I was like, that's a really good way of looking at it. So I'm trying to pick his brains. It's obviously the first time I've really had um, much to do with him and um, he's been really helpful and the way he thinks about the game is awesome. I mean, he's got a lot of experience. So it's really cool watching him bowl. Yeah, and um, obviously that's uh, that partnership is working beautifully for the strikers. Now, I'm sure you've let the boys know, but... Uh, you're obviously undefeated since you've come into the side, Lloyd. So um, how you must feel pretty good knowing that you're the difference uh, between the bottom of the ladder and making the finals. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I think maybe maybe there's a bit of a lucky charm there or something. But, um, yeah, no, I haven't lost a game yet. So hopefully we'll continue that right to the end of the season. Then I can say I've been undefeated and won a, won a title. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the boys have been rubbing the scone before uh, before each game for... For a bit of extra luck, <laughs> we're um, we're going to move on to Saturday's final. Obviously, against the Scorchers or the Sixers. Um, how excited are you boys to get back stuck into finals? And you must be feel feel pretty confident on current form that you can match it with anyone. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, in finals cricket, you're always going to be up against a good team, no matter what. So um, they're. They're obviously two really, really good teams in their own right. Um, it's going to be tough playing it at their home ground, no matter which one it is. But, um, yeah, as, as you said, like, we've got the momentum and I think we're really up for the challenge as well. Like, speaking to all the guys, like, we're really excited. Um, we're in a great sort of headspace at the moment. Um, Diz is leading that as well, which is good. So I think, I think it's more just, like, excited to be in the finals, you know. We had this sort of a little bit of a um, really, like, nothing-to-lose attitude sort of when I came in. Um, and everyone was just having a lot of fun and enjoying ourselves out there. I know that's what uh, Ryan Harris has been telling us to do, our bowling coach. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can just keep riding the momentum. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you personally, you've you've been around the system for a few years now, so you burst onto the scene. I, re- I remember my uh, social media feed lighting up when a young leg spinner uh, in the Under-19 Cricket World Cup took an eight for to win us the game against England. I think we ended up bowling him out for 96. You took uh, Harry Brooks' wicket. You took um, Tom Banton, oh, and there was another player who's played some. Oh, Will Jacks, who's played Jacks. international cricket, mate. You're um, you had a pretty good start there, and then obviously you came in to the Shield side for the Redbacks and started really well. You took a seven for very early against Queensland. How have you found you know your career sort of panned out to to this point, and you know dealing with the hype because every time we see a, a talented leg spinner, we seem to freak out and. Uh, in Australia, um, but how have you how have you sort of managed that hype around your career? Um, yeah, I think you got to take sort of what people say with a grain of salt. I think both good and bad. Sometimes um, it's really tough when people are when you do badly and everyone's jumping on your case and and whatever. But it's also probably a little bit sneaky when you're doing like you've had probably two good games and everyone's like, wow, this is the best thing since sliced bread and it's sort of probably just the same bowler that you've always been so I try and just keep it really sort of level um and you know just keep keep um keep just worrying about my process and stuff like that um so yeah but it's it's uh it was definitely a bit of a whirlwind um for my career in terms of when I was younger and then 
things have gone ups and downs and all of that. So rocks and diamonds a little bit at the moment, okay. but I'm trying to just get a little bit more consistent. And I feel like in this last 18 months, I've probably been bowling the best I've ever bowled. Um, so it's really nice. I've got an opportunity with the strikers and hopefully we can we can keep going well and I can keep adding to some of that success. So Lloyd, you just, just touched on the last 18 months. You feel you've really developed and... Um, and evolved. What, what 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 do you put that down to specifically? Um, we're, obviously, we've had some conversations about what I need to get better at. As probably just more of a cricketer than just a bowler. Um, obviously, working on my batting and fielding, which has probably given me a bit more confidence as well. That when I'm under a high ball or something, I'm just going to grab that and help the team out. But um, I think I've been working really hard on my stop ball. Um, been working, uh, trying to get some better shape on it, trying to be able to use that more effectively. And obviously that's the ball that you're going to bowl 80, 90% of the time. Um, and everyone sort of knows about my wrong and, and knows I'm going to bowl at heaps. So I'm sort of almost trying to break that stigma and have a really good stock ball to be able to use um, for a lot of the time and then take wickets with that and then also use my wrong as well. So I think that's coming along pretty nicely at the moment. Yeah, and you mentioned there that you, uh, you're working on your batting. It must be nice to have a coach with a... A test double hundred to his name, uh, working working with you on your batting. Oh, I didn't know he had a two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> hang, think... hang on, I finish all my text messages with two hundred one not out, Lloyd. You, <laughs> uh, you definitely know that. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> Uh, I, th- <laughs> I, I think Dizzy needs to start paying me royalties for the amount of time it gets mentioned on this show. But <laughs> mate, um, <laughs> Daniel Drew was on the show last week, and he referred to you, or he said that the, the players in Premier Cricket refer to you as the cheat code because you just take that many wickets. You're having, them, <laughs> you're taking them for fun. So your form must be pretty good. How have Kensington supported you getting back into the, you know, back into the sort of national comp um, and and playing and getting around the the strikers and hopefully the Redbacks team soon? Uh, they've, they've been great. Kenzie's, um, I've been there since I was 10. Um, so I've sat in 14 years now. Um, I love that club so much. Um, they've supported me right, right, right the way through. Um, I don't think it mattered if I was just playing fourth grade or, or in the ones. So they treat me the same. But Obviously, now I've had a little bit of success. Um, they're really pumped for me as well. I think um, that's one of the strengths of the club is they're really good at getting around people when they're doing well. So, um, no, I feel very supported by them. And it's also handy to just have such a um, wealth of experience in that group as well. I know current current players with David Grant and Henry Thornton and Henry Hunt all play at Kenzie. And Jake Fraser-McGurk, he's only played, I think, one T20 for us. But I think they got rained out as well. So <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> but, yeah, as I said, some great, um, some great players in that team, and it's really good for the younger guys as well in our club that are coming through, and they get to um, to hang out and learn off some of those guys as well. So no, I, I'm really happy with the club. Absolutely, and we're about to, we're actually having one of your uh, club mates, uh, Eliza Doddridge, on the show next. So be good to chat to her and hear more about uh, about Kensington and how well they're going. So Lloyd, really great to have you on the show. It's so good as a South Australian to see you performing so well. Um, on the national stage and mate we just can't wait to see you take that confidence and form with you and and hopefully get back into the Redbacks team and 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 take on sort of the next the next bit of development in your in your career as well so we'll be all watching very closely so Lloyd thank you so much for coming on the show great to get some insight into his his career and how you know how you and the and the support staff down at um down at the Strikers and and the Sacker have been able to 
help his development and yeah. get him back in the get him back in the team. Yeah, it's all down to him, and you know certainly not only strikers but red backs. Lloyd's been challenged to to work on a few things and and look to improve. And you know I, I took him under my wing over the winter uh, for some extra fielding and, and batting work, and um, you know and 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 that's been that's been a real positive. And I think he's got a lot of confidence out of that, and I think he referenced that in the in the interview. Um, no, he, he's coming along really nicely, Lloyd. And I think the, the point you made is he's still only 24 years of age. He could, he's, we've seen uh, leg spinners, they can play till they're in their 40s. I mean, we saw Brad Hogg play to his yeah. 47, 48. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got a lot of time left in the game. And, and he'll, once his career's finished, he'll have a lot of wickets in that wicket column for sure. Absolutely. Well, it was great having Lloyd on the show. So after the break, like I'm quickly mentioned there we're going to have Eliza Doddridge from uh, Kensington as well she's in some pretty good form at premier cricket level and Kensington themselves are uh, you know one of the one of the teams to teams to beat at that level so it'll be great to hear from Eliza just after the break you're listening to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling focusing on all things cricket in South Australia join the strikers in their quest for glory Welcome back. It's the Sack of Cricket Show here with Travis Wakeling and Jason Dizzy Gillespie. We've just been chatting to Lloyd Pope, hearing all about his great form in the Adelaide Strikers as they strive towards the finals. So if you did miss that interview, feel free to search wherever you get your podcast for the Sack of Cricket Show and you'll be able to find it right there. Our next guest is a superstar from the Kensington District Cricket Club. Played a bit of cricket for the Scorpions and still very young and has quite the career ahead of her. It is, of course, Eliza Doddridge. Eliza, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries. Well, thanks, Eliza. And the reason we got you on is, obviously, you've uh, you've hit some good form in uh, in Premier Cricket. Really interested in your role at Kensington. Uh, you've A couple of weeks ago, you tunned up for the first time in the season, 110. Uh, feeling like you're hitting them well at the moment? Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a lean run up until that point so I was pretty stoked to spend a bit of time out in the middle um but yeah obviously just one of the older girls now at the Kenzie team so um yeah a bit of a lead I'm still pretty young but um probably one of the older girls in our young squad at the Kenzie Browns so now it's been it's been good and good to get some runs on the board finally well that must be exciting as a squad knowing that as a 24 year old you're one of the oldest players in the team yeah, no, definitely. Um, we've got a really um, broad range of talent um, in our squad, which is really exciting. Um, even our, yeah, some of our B grade girls are starting to step up and debut. So, um, yeah, exciting times ahead, really. And Eliza, your bowling's evolving. What's uh, what's allowed that to happen? Yeah, obviously, always good being an all-rounder because if one, one skill doesn't quite go as you plan, you've got another one to sort of give it a crack so um yeah i think obviously being a bit lean with the runs i've been able to impact the um for the team with the ball which has been good um but yeah just obviously being a not, not overly fast as bowl little meds so um yeah. just be trying to be as consistent as i can for the team so yeah and how did they come about did they because i know you've, you've... I suppose started or known more as a batter, Eliza. But how has the bowling come about? Has it just been just throwing the throwing the ball at training to 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 help out, and uh, or, or or what's happened there? Um, 
No, I think I've always sort of prided myself on being a bit of an all-rounder. Yeah, obviously, definitely been known as more of a batter. But yep. um, I think, yeah, being in the female um, space, I think being an all-rounder tends to get you a bit further. So I think, yeah, um, yeah but focusing on my batting, but I think my bowling's been just as important. And we've obviously got Jamie Pennelly, who's a all-time great <laughs> at our club, and he's our coach. So pretty handy having his um, input at training. So that's definitely been a massive help for my bowling. Yeah, and um, you're, I had a look at your bowling figures and we're all sitting back watching the Big Bash at the moment, seeing 10, 11, 12. I think Paddy Dooley went for 19 and over when Jake Weatherall went crazy the other mm. night. Uh, in your competition, uh, you're still playing white ball cricket and bowling an economy rate of sort of two, sometimes three, but usually around the two and over with... Uh, with your bowling, oh, wow. I saw a game where I reckon you had what was it three for nine or five overs or something like that earlier in the season. What's the what's the secret? How do we keep the economy rate down? <laughs> um, I don't even know, honestly. Um, just like I said, trying to be as consistent as you can and hope, hoping that your teammates, um, when the ball gets hit to them, that they stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, so you're playing at the Kensington Browns. Um, you've had a couple of really successful seasons, so back-to-back and sitting top of the ladder this season. How motivated are the girls to to make it back-to-back-to-back? Very motivated. Obviously, um, yeah, a strong history at the club, so we're pretty pretty competitive and um, don't like losing much. So, um, yeah, definitely keen to go for the three-peat. We've even got a bit of a um, deal going with our coach to potentially get a... Tattoo, so I think that's driving us there for the girls. Um, so yeah, no, nah, it, it's good. We're obviously, yeah, sitting top, which is uh, a good place to be at this point in the season. But yeah, obviously, still a fair bit of cricket to go, and then finals is you know a whole other ball game. So we just have to keep yeah doing our best and playing as a team and see, see how we go. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, it's a very close competition. I noticed that the, the ladder's all very close together as well. There's teams sniffing around that top position as well. So um, all the best for the rest of the, the season with the Browns. Now, I just wanted to quickly touch on your, um, your history. You've obviously played for the Scorpions, so our SA Scorpions side. You were um, around the squad for a couple of years, and also you spent a year on the on the list at the Adelaide Strikers. What did you take out of that experience? And do you, do you have some do you have some goals to get back get back into that squad, or is that something that you you're sort of moving into? You're happy to stick around Premier Cricket and uh, and do what it is you do outside of cricket as well. Yeah, obviously um, we was involved with the Scorps for about five seasons. Um, so yeah, I think um, being a part of that group is really good for my cricket obviously train a fair bit and um yeah you're competing against the best in the state which is definitely um yeah a positive impact on my cricket um yeah obviously lost my contract a few years ago and was pretty disappointed as anyone would be um but yeah I think being only 24 I've still got yeah a fair bit of cricket left um in me and I'm definitely striving to get back there for sure so I think, yeah, obviously our Premier Cricket Comp's getting stronger and I think there's a few more clubs that are sort of competing against each other nowadays. So I think that's, yeah, all I can sort of really do is just keep competing at that level and, um, yeah, being a leader amongst my club and sort of let the rest take care of itself. But, yeah, definitely striving to get back there at some stage if I, if the opportunity arises. 
So has that been the feedback from Luke Williams, Eliza? It's just currency is is runs and wickets at uh, for Kensington. Yeah, um, obviously, yes. Yeah, still um, have a really good relationship with Luke, and he's obviously doing really well um, with his coaching in that space. Um, and he keeps in contact with Jamie, our coach, um, a lot about um, yeah how I'm going. So I think he's definitely yeah keeping an eye out, which is nice to know that he still sort of has that belief in me, um, which is yeah really handy. So I think yeah, like I said, yeah, just continuing to spend some more time out in the middle and keep showing my skills are good enough to compete at that level and see how we go. Well, if you if you keep scoring tons like you did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, not even a couple of weeks ago, you will uh, no doubt pop your name up in lights again, Eliza, and I'm sure that our listeners will be keeping a really close eye on your career as you move forward, and we really hope to see you back around the Scorp squad very soon. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been really, really nice to chat. Good luck for your back-to-back-to-back, and uh, we look forward (laughs) to seeing how the rest of your season pans out. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All the best, Eliza. Yes, that, that was Eliza Doddridge from the Kensington Cricket Club. After the break, we will have the Night Watchman, Diz. Now, uh, you were the opening Night Watchman of the season. Uh, our Night Watchman today is someone who he did actually have a better test average than you. Couldn't quite uh, reach your high score, uh, but he did have a... He was pretty handy with the stick and a very, very underrated bowler. So we're going to be back with our Night Watchman right after the break. You're listening to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, welcome back. You're listening to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling and Jason Dizzy Gillespie. We've had a cracking show today, haven't we, Diz? Good, good guests on. It's been great fun so far, mate. It has. So uh, make sure you listen back on the podcast if you've missed any of that. Saka Cricket Show, wherever you find your podcast, you'll be able to find it. So our next segment is uh, my favourite time of the week, I always say it. It's the Night Watchman. Now, uh, Dizzy... Obviously, our, our our greatest night watchman of all time. Now, our next guest, <laughs> our next guest has um, look from a from a batting perspective has a little bit of a different record to our previous night watchmans because he's actually got quite a good record with the stick. Uh, and we're going to talk to him all about it. It's Ryan Harris. Rhino, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Travis, how are we going? G'day, boss. How are we? Uh, good, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Rhino, so you are back this season after, fif- I think it was 15 years, you told me, up in uh, up in Queensland. How are you enjoying being back around the uh, the Sackers setup and obviously doing some work with the Strikers as well? Yeah, oh, look, it's been, it's been great, to be honest. Um, obviously, it was a big move to come back. Um, being up in, in Queensland, which I probably only thought was going to be a, only a temporary sort of move when, we, when I originally moved up there. It's been up there 15 years to sort of set up a, a good life and obviously my family up there. So, um, yeah, it's it a big move, but oh, I haven't regretted it for one second. It's been um, it's, it's been great to be back around, back in Adelaide, obviously, after, after a number of years, but also just being back around the Saka with, you know, with great people around. There's still a few places there that, um, that, well, that are still there, who were there when I left, which, is, which makes it a bit easier when you come back to a new place. But... Um, I just, I mean, the Adelaide Oval, do I need to say anything more? It's just a, an unbelievable place to work. And facilities-wise, you know, I thought they were pretty good up in Brisbane. But, um, you know, I'm just standing at the moment at Park 25 with the Redbacks guys and the facilities here are great as well. So we've got great facilities to, to be able to try and get our players playing, you know, 
will teach our players to play at the, at the top level and, and hopefully get better. So it's been uh, it's been great to be back. And obviously, the last bit, which probably should have been the first bit, is to work with Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> That's been great as well. I, I told you you had to say that, Rhino. Yeah. At sorry the start. about that. Come on, yeah, mate. Sorry about that. No, but that that as well is um, you know to reunite with Diz after a number of years after playing with him as well and and hearing so much about what he did overseas and with his coaching stuff and what you know it's been great. And I think I think um, Diz might say differently, but I think it's, we've gelled pretty well and. We have some great discussions, um, you know, obviously between our coaching group, but him and I have, you know, obviously doing the strikers as well. We have some great discussions about the game and we agree and disagree at times, which, which I think is um, a really good, um, healthy relationship. That's funny. We were just talking about that. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you brought it up at the ideal time, mate. Um, just, you know, I want to take a moment to uh, touch on your, your international career. So, I mean, obviously you started here at the Redbacks, learned everything you needed to know. And then you chuffed off to Queensland and uh, and and played your probably your best cricket your best cricket up there. But in terms of your international career, a very underrated career. Your numbers stack up with all of the greats. Um, so you had you had a bowling average of twenty three and a half, but you also had a batting average of twenty one and a half. Uh, batting mostly at sort of number nine and number ten. I I, I did some digging last night. I noticed that you averaged thirty two batting at number ten. Um, so right. pretty inc- pretty impressive record there. And you had a couple of standout innings. So there's one that I want to bring up from 2012. You were playing in the West Indies, uh, and you were batting yep. with, you were batting with Nathan Lyon. Um, and you put on an unbeaten partnership of 80 plus playing at Bridgetown. Do, do you remember th- much about that game? And you were, you were not out at yeah. the end on, uh, on 68. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, obviously my first test match in the West Indies, um, up against the, they were pretty good. Well, they are. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to disrespect them now, but they were a pretty good side. A really good side back then as well. And to go overseas and, and and play, you know, Test cricket overseas in in away conditions is always tough. So, um, yeah. So first first uh, first sort of time um, in Barbados, I think it was. I might have spent a day or two in there with the T Twenty tournament previously, but. Yeah, it was a great one. It was a great test series. Unfortunately, it was only two test series, I think. Um, no, it wasn't. It was three because so I got rested for the second one, <laughs> which I wasn't happy about. Um, yeah, no, I do remember that. I, I actually remember... Uh, I remember... Um, I was actually yeah, quite ill that, 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 test, that, that test match. Um, and I, I think I had a, like a virus through the whole test match. So it was a, it was a, it was a slog. But, um, yeah, look, a really exciting test match. And, and being, again, my, my batting credentials, I just wish I had probably spent a bit more time when I was a bit younger. So I did enjoy, well, I, I enjoyed batting later in my career. The middle part of my career, I didn't like the fast bowlers. I was scared, so I'll admit that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I wish I had spent more time on batting, but I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, I mean, in any situation like that, it's, for me as a batter, as a bowler, it's not often that you get an opportunity to, you know, to bat out, I guess, the end of a test match and we'll either hopefully win it, which we did, but also, you know, you know draw a test match. So be able to do that and be in that position with the bat and, and contribute. Um, obviously, with the tail as well, was a was a, um, you know, a nice thing. But again, it was it was an enjoyable test series. That was the West Indies is such a good place to play. Just touching on your batting, Ryan. I remember early in your career, and you were coming through the ranks at Northern Northern Districts here in South Australia. You you were actually renowned as a genuine all rounder. I think you were batting four or five for Northerns and opening the bowling. Um, do you think it was because you, you played state cricket and you started to bat or be selected lower down that you're batting? Kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Yeah, one hundred percent is. I reckon there. You know, I I, I didn't mind club cricket because you you know if the state club bowlers and I'll be honest, the state bowlers weren't bowling. There wasn't too much pace around. <laughs> I didn't mind that. And as I got older, as we got higher, as I admit, I I, I didn't do enough on it. And, and 
shied away from it. And that, again, that's one thing I probably look back on. I wish I had done better. And yeah. and and I and I think you're spot on. I think because I sort of was batting at nine, ten, um, sometimes eight, but nine, ten in the in the state side. That it was more. I was definitely going to make it more as a bowler. And I think that's where the focus definitely turned to to do that. And um, yeah, and I and I started doing that. But again, as again later on, as as probably I think just before I left to go to Queensland, I started to a bit more focus on it and. And really enjoyed doing it. Really enjoyed the challenge. I used to, I changed the way I trained. I used to get the assistant coaches, um, you know, the Redbacks and Greg Quinn back then, and Peter Muggleton used to, you know, because I was scared of the fast one, I was short one. They'd come halfway down the wicket and just ping balls at me, and and and, and um, you know, I'd have to react short and full, and and that really got me going. Just a simple drill, like simple drills like that. That you know, I used to get hit a couple of times, and I realised it actually it doesn't hurt that much. It doesn't hurt as much as I thought it was going to hurt. So <laughs> it, it sort of got a bit of a fear out of the way, and that's when I sort of started focusing more on it. And and I mean, I still batted uh, for Queensland. I think I still batted eight or nine, but um, you know, I was, I was able to contribute more runs back then as well. But yeah, no, I think I think that was definitely the the time when I I really had to focus on my bowling. And and if I was ever going to make it consistently in the state or in, in South Australia, in the South Australian team, I was, I was going to do more as a bowler. And uh, the best I've ever seen you bat. Um, I watched the highlights again last night just to remind myself. But 2014 Boxing Day versus uh, versus India, you put on a 110 partner- run, run partnership with with Steve Smith. A, he was a pretty good example at the time. He hit a, he hit 100 in every game of that series, um, first series as captain, and then um, yourself to get to bat with him for that long and, and put in 74 of those 110 runs. Uh, pretty clinical batting, mate. Yeah, I actually played the best straight drive of my life that day. Straight back off. He hit straight back past me along the ground. I actually couldn't believe I played it. But no, I mean, I remember that. That was a, that was a great day. Um, and obviously batting, oh, batting with you know, Steve Smith, batting with the top order. If you ever, not that it happens very often. If you ever do get an opportunity, I, I was, I, was I, I remember thinking this is going to be. I'm going to make the most of this. And yeah, the, the encouragement and and just the little things he talks about while he's batting is. You know, it was just for me. It was while I was playing away. Um, you know, you really think about that much when you bat. That, that, that was sort of what I thought. And yeah, he was excellent to bat with. But um, I had a bit of a Doug Bollinger moment that Test match. I don't know if you remember when Dougie kissed the, the wrong badge uh, when he was bowling. <laughs> I, I was, I was, uh, I was, I got myself out. I was, I was, well, I think it was in the sixties, and I. Um, I was looking around to find out where my wife was. I was getting ready to celebrate my hundred and kiss the batch and, and all that sort of stuff. And I think I hit about twelve off um, Ashman's over, and then tried to go one too many and got out. So I got a little got a, got a bit ahead of myself. I was celebrating a hundred about a half an hour before I should have worried about where I was kissing my badge and all like that. But yeah, now that was another great day. And I think Sean Marsh actually that was another one about it. I think he got run out on ninety nine. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. He had a good series that series as well. So, mate, that, yeah, you, you've had some uh, you've had some great moments there, no doubt. And we're looking forward yeah. um, to our, our Adelaide Test this week. Uh, what are you What are you up to for the Test match? And uh, you know, what are you What are you looking forward to seeing from the Aussie side? Obviously, a bit of a shuffle of the of the batting order. Um, what are you looking forward to most about the Adelaide Test? Oh, look, look unfortunately, with the schedule and our great schedule later. It is at the moment with the strikers. We're not going to see much of it. I'm not going to see much of it. I'll see the first couple of days, but um, you know, I, I, and probably not enjoy it like I normally do. Like you know, everyone does here in Adelaide. It's such a great test match, and I know the players love playing. Albeit a bit different this year, being a day match. But I look, I, I, I'm looking forward to see how Steve, you know, see what happens with Steve Smith, how he goes at the top. I, I've got no doubt that um, he's going to handle it pretty well. It's, that's he's a legend of our game, and, and, and you know, adapts to any when he's done it in white ball cricket. Um, you know he'll adapt to that as, as, as you know easily. I think well not easily, but he'll definitely adapt to it. But um, oh look, I'm 
I'm, I'm interested just to see how the West Indies, um, how they go. There's been a little bit of talk around that they're a week inside, they're this and that. They're not going to, you know, the test match is only going to go three days. Um, you know, it's it's not nice hearing that. I don't like talking about opposition like that. You know, and as I said before, I don't want to disrespect the opposition, but you know, there's no doubt that they're under 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 power here with with eight. I think it's eight deputants. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Um, you know, it, it is going to be a challenge for them, but I just want to see. I'd love to see them fight, as, as we have had through the strikers' time over the last. So we've had Carl Hooper, and I've been talking to him about that, and you know, he believes that they're definitely undermanned, but he, he, they fight. They, they, you know, the players that he knows of, they show fight, and they have done in the past. So that's what I think I'm, I'm looking forward to. You know, just for this first test here in Adelaide. But I think you know our dominant team, they're, they're going so well at the moment. And, um, beautifully led, you know, by, by Paddy Cunning, who's done such a, a good job since taking over and taking some criticisms and all that sort of stuff. I think he's done a great job. So, uh, obviously, I want us to dominate, but I, I do would love to see the West Indies show a bit of fight and, and, and show us what they what they can do. And Ryan, are you going to watch a, a bit of the first couple of days? Because am I right in saying your boss has given you a little bit of time off to do some commentary work? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should slip that in or not. There, did, but my boss has been great to give me a couple of days just to. Uh, yeah, give me to try and comment on the game, which I haven't done for a while, so I'm a little bit nervous about it, to be honest. But, um, he sounds like yeah, a great so bloke. Uh, he's a good bloke. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. Yeah. No, he goes all right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's something that I, I, I've sort of done bits and pieces since I've finished. I probably haven't done enough. It's one of those things you've got to get into a group. So I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping I can come across her on the radio and, and give some good comments out. Oh, uh, Rhino, we'll have you on the show any any time you like. For that. Sorry, I'll thank my, I'll thank my boss. For yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, you, you're you're welcome back on the show anytime you like. Just uh, you know where to find me in the office. So, mate, come, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on on the show. It's been nice to nice to reminisce on on your career and obviously look forward to the the Adelaide Test as well. But good luck in commentary over the next couple of days. Make sure you're very careful about what you say about Diz whilst you're on the on the air and um, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Diz. See you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. That was Ryan Harris from the uh, the Redbacks and Strikers assistant coaching staff. Great to have him on the show. What a player. What an underrated career it was as well. He he was a fantastic cricketer, uh, Ryan Harris. And uh, it was interesting about his batting. His batting numbers, he he could have done more, I reckon, uh, had he, but, but as he mentioned, he put his, a lot of focus on, on his bowling at a certain juncture of his career and he didn't like the, the quicker stuff for a while, but but he, he was a, he was a fine player. Um, he's been great at the Strikers and, and Redbacks as well uh, as assistant coach. We've uh, all working really well together. Last four games, funny enough, that we've won, Rhino's been the one that's given the boys the – you know how you get the teams after the warm-up yeah. and after the toss? They do the little uh, huddle. Yeah. Rhino's been the one that – it's Rhino's pet rev-up. And he's been doing the rev up for the last four games. So after we won a couple, the boys all insisted that Rhino had to do the rev up. Yeah. So he's been doing rev up. So he's uh, he'll be doing another one on Saturday. So we've had a couple of key different makers, <laughs> difference makers on the show today, haven't we? We have. Lloyd Pope and uh, and Ryan Harris uh, getting getting the team up and about for uh, for all these wins in a row. So let's hope we can keep it rolling. Diz, that's all we've got time for on the show today. It feels like we could keep going oh. for hours, doesn't it? But um, there's plenty of time, obviously, next week's show. Mm. So um, we've got an exciting week of Test cricket ahead of us, obviously. Absolutely. We've got an exciting final for the Strikers. So you'll be waiting to, to see whether you'll be travelling yeah. to Perth or Sydney this yeah. this week this weekend. <laughs> Dears, no doubt. But when will the team travel? Uh, we'll travel on the Thursday. So yeah. we'll, we'll train, um, have, a, have a session for the lads who, who need some extra work on Wednesday and then uh, Thursday, we'll 
train and travel uh, to either Perth or Sydney, and we'll we'll go from there. Um, so either way, we, we know the equation's pretty simple. It's an elimination. We need to win. And uh, so the lads, we've just got to have that belief. And we've certainly got that belief in the squad, which is great. Well, you've just played, what, four eliminations in a, in a row, basically, mm-hmm. as well. So all the faith in the boys to, to get the job done. Good luck to you. Good luck to the boys. And thank you, great man, for coming on the show this week. Always a pleasure to have you. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for listening into the show. We've got a huge show next week. Can't wait to uh, have you with us again. If you are enjoying the show, we have five shows in now and we would love to have you sharing it with your friends. Um, so please, if, you, if you've got that Saka Cricket Show podcast, share the link with some, some mates and uh, let's get everyone listening to the Saka Cricket Show and, uh, and showing the show some love and showing South Australian cricket some love because it uh, certainly deserves it at the moment. So thank you for listening. Have a great week and uh, go the Aussies and go the Strikers this week.